0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: This is A's Cast Live, your comprehensive look at the Oakland Athletics.
2: And the pitch is swung on, hit the right field, hit deep. Whitefield going back at the track, over his head. And over the wall, do you believe?
1: 29 other MLB clubs.
2: Ramirez with a drive to Deep right, Away back! Go Go hey! It's a bomb out there by the rocks. And boy, oh boy, this third inning is now showtime. It is a Judging in blast. All rise, here comes the judge.
1: Join us as we take you inside the baseball universe from humidors to spin raids to game-changing moments we have you covered spend your afternoon with us next from the town only on ace cast live here's chris townsend
0: well happy new
1: year everybody
0: and welcome back to ace cast live our first show of 2023 and i can't tell you how excited i am to be back on the air it seems like forever since we were last with you. Can you turn me up with my headphones up a little bit?
3: There there you go. How are you, Cody? Happy New Year. Yeah, same to you. It has been a while. Our last show officially was December 12th, so we look at that almost a month ago.
0: So on Instagram lately, and I've been sending a bunch to you, they're taking old cuts from old shows, and they're putting them out there with descriptions at the top. And some of them are really funny. They're taking stuff from Seinfeld. I have seen some stuff from there's old wrestling Curb Your Enthusiasm. It's like when when can you stop saying happy new year? When 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 is that and Larry David is funny yes. but he wants it early. He like he's he's uh,
3: That's a Curb episode, I'm pretty sure.
0: It has to be because yeah, so I've gotten that on Instagram. When it, when when can you For us it's happy new baseball year really. 2023 to be back on air. It's going to be a huge year. We're, we're going to have a lot of announcements, a lot of things. This is, this is going to be our first show and only show this week from the Bay Area. Because after today, we're heading down to the Valley of the Sun. And we will be going to, for the first time ever, we're going to go live from Arizona for Fantasy Camp. So if you've ever wondered... What is it like for fantasy camp? What is it like to dress in the green and gold? What is it like to play on a big league field? To go through the training room, to have the trainers? What is it like to be a big leaguer? And you're going to get that experience going down to fantasy camp. I know you've heard about it. We've run spots about it for years on here. I remember, and I can't rem- I, 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 I can't recall who it was that was running it I remember I met with them. I ran commercials for them. But the A's, we've now taken it over. So it's fantasy camp. You get to be a big leaguer. You wear a big league uniform. You play on the the big league fields. You got the training room. You got the whole thing going. You got the trainers. And we're going to take you down there to see it firsthand. We used to play against the Seattle Mariners. Their fantasy camp. I don't know if that's still the case. We'll find out when we go down there. That's why you're going to have to watch. So if you've ever wondered what it's like to go down to Fantasy Camp, you are going to know. So we'll be doing that. I actually have to host an event tomorrow night, uh, the Santa Clara County, the big baseball uh, every year. Well, it used to be every year, 2019, where we honor all kinds of people in baseball. Uh, It's a big event. Mitch Haniger, now Uh. giant.
3: Kid from the South Bay, Mitch Hanniger is going to be there. Or he, did he go? Did he go to Mitty, or is it St. Francis? I think Mitty. Let me just make sure, uh, Mitch Hanniger High School, because I know he's a South Bay kid. Like you said, um, he went to Archbishop Mitty. Yeah, so San Jose.
0: Yeah, he is going to be there. Let me give it to you. Is that, that now? That I feel is this,
3: cool. this is this the same one where Mark Hanna, a few years ago, came after? Or his wife wanted something happened with Cannon and, and um, either his first or second kid, child. I remember, I remember hearing the story about this one. But.
0: It's the thirty seventh.
3: The I'm, Hus- Okay,
0: I'm like literally like one of the most low grade MCs this event has ever had. <laughs> I mean, you've had everybody from like Ted Robinson, John Miller, uh, Gary Radnich. I mean, you've had some huge personalities uh there's been some unbelievable i can't i don't know everybody who's hosted it but yeah at this point they're down to me uh this will be my second time doing it i'm the master of ceremonies it's the 37th annual 37th hot stove banquet uh ron wotis is from the giants is going to be uh he's getting a lifetime achievement award let's see jock peterson Mitch Hanniger. So you got some big names that are going to be there. Mark Canna was uh, last time. So I'll do that tomorrow night uh, down here in the South Bay. And then tomorrow, then on Wednesday, flying out of Oakland, we are heading to Fantasy Camp. Pretty big deal.
3: Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I mean, then we're going to be in Arizona again next year or next month for spring training. A lot of Arizona trips coming up. A lot of trips south and east for us the last few months. San Diego, Arizona, Arizona. I think there's... Yeah, I don't know if there's anything in March. And then the season starts at the end of March.
0: Yeah, we're back in. We're, so this is the first show, which means we'll be back to every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, leading you up to spring training. Then we're back in business. And then the season is going to start. You know, there's a lot of stuff. Obviously, the Carlos Correa stuff continues to just be bizarre. It literally is like right before we got on there was a rumor out, put out by CBS Sports about how now the Mets and Correa are haggling over the contract, which I said to the commander here, okay, if you're haggling over years and money, this was about an injury. This was about something in the physical that you didn't like. How did this get to be about years and money? So if it's about years of money, then it's not about the physical anymore. I mean, we've never seen a player have two different $300 million contracts taken away from him. It's it's literally insane what's been going on. So that is big news going on in baseball right now. It's been a while. Uh, Soto traded over the weekend. The left-hander now going to the Phillies from the Tigers. That adds another big left-hander in the Phillies' bullpen as the arms race in the NL East continues to heat up. I mean, when you look at the big three of Atlanta, New York, and Philly, man, uh, news out of Miami that we'll get to in a little bit, really kind of big news is Kim Ng. Man, I don't know why. I understand why she took the job. I now kind of wonder why she took the job. If you want to be the first female executive in Major League Baseball that's the GM, you want to do stuff where you have a chance to win and really, I mean, she, they're, they're now saying their top four pitchers are on the market. Jesus Lizardo is back on the market again, folks. Yeah, other than Sandy. Uh,
3: besides our guy Sandy. so Sandy's
0: not on the market, the reigning National League MVP. The other four guys. So we'll, well, What did I say? MVP. Sayon Warren. The other four pitchers, they're now on the market.
3: Who is that? Lazardo, Lopez. Um, oh, why am I drawing a blank on their rotation? They actually have a pretty good rotation.
0: It is very good. So it's, it's Pablo Lopez, Jesus Lazardo, Trevor Rogers, Rogers, and Edward Cabrera.
3: Rogers had a bit, really bad year last year, but a really good rookie year the year prior.
0: Well, in 2021, he had a 2.55 FIP, which you look at FIP like ERA, yeah. which was fantastic. Lizardo is a gamble, right? Lizardo, what did he finish with?
3: He actually wasn't bad last year, but he was 3-3-2 injured.
0: ERA, but he doesn't. Yeah, Lopez is the guy that gave you 180 innings.
3: He's the guy that the Dodgers were really interested in. I'd I mean, think he'd be the guy I'd go after number one. The other guys are younger, but I mean, Lopez ain't old either. Well, he's he's, still he's
0: not he's not hitting free agency for two years, and he just gave you 180 innings.
3: And he's uh, how old is he? He's Pablo Lopez is 26. He'll be 27 in March.
0: Man, he's not a free agent. I mean, he sounds like an Oakland A already. We're not going to get him. But uh, so there's that news out there. Also, big news is still Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer. They have till I believe it's today to trade him.
3: Thur- Thursday. It's Thursday. It was seven days, I think, since oh, they re- it was something like. So they have till Thursday to either trade trade him, or they have, or someone can just claim him, you know, for nothing.
0: And it really, it really reminds me of a situation that we have had before in sports, where there were people who, you know, I was listening today to MLB Radio on Sirius XM, and they're just too many times people in our business are foolish. They don't. They don't. They don't understand business. They, re, they overreact. It's kind of what we do in the media. We overreact. And we don't take time to really sit back, digest it, and give educated opinions. Because you listen to some people, Trevor Bauer will never pitch again. No one will ever sign him. That's not the case. And I will give you, I'll give you an opportunity. I, I said this before the show. We've seen something similar to this, where people looked at a player who had issues. This guy was actually prosecuted, served time. I know who it is. Now you know who it is. And people said, he'll never play again. No one will ever sign him. Who is that?
3: Is it a left-handed quarterback from Virginia Tech? That would be the great Michael Vick.
0: In my sports talk days... I had to deal with the Michael Vick situation. Obviously, working around and for the Raiders, dealing with NFL, there was the idea that Michael Vick and his issues, he'll never play again. Now, if you went back to all the talking heads on radio, television, everybody giving opinion, if we went back and looked at all those hot takes, and where are we now? Michael Vick's on television. Yeah. Michael Vick not only continued his career in the NFL, he's now on television. He was prosecuted, he served his time, and he's now on TV. But back then, everybody said, no chance Michael Vick ever plays again. He'll never play, no one will ever sign him, the heartache, the blah, 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 blah. Michael Vick played again, and Michael Vick now is on television.
3: He was really good the year he came out back that first year, that he was actually the starter in Philly. Really good, 8-30. He was 8-3 and as a starter.
0: Well, it's, it's, uh, it's always this. It's like, listen, there's going to be the initial press conference. I also said this about Colin Kaepernick when people said, I can't sign Kaepernick. Why can't you? You can sign anybody. Colin Kaepernick comes in, does the press conference. Everybody brings their cameras in. Everybody follows it. It's a huge ordeal. And then everybody goes away. And he would have been a backup quarterback. And everybody, it's like, have you not seen this this rodeo? Have you not been in this rodeo before? Things happen, and people forget. It's human nature. We move on. People get second chances. And what makes it really tough on the Trevor Bauer situation is he hasn't been prosecuted. He hasn't been charged. He hasn't been charged. The law; they have not arrested him. They have not charged him. So at some point, he'll play again, and people there will be an uprising, and people be yeah. I mean, the allegations are horrific. As a as a husband and a father of two girls, it's horrific. But he has not been charged. I mean, you have the right to work in this country. So it'll, it'll be interesting. There will be, you know, at first it was like, no one's going to sign this guy, and now you're already hearing the rumblings of people who are like, well, well, you know, yeah. he's going to pitch again.
3: Yeah, and, and a, t- a team that wants to take a fire on him if he's not traded from the Dodgers, they only have to pay him $720,000. You get Trevor Bauer at the minimum? You're telling me a team like the Astros? the If you're looking for a contending team, the Astros maybe, or a team like Kansas City, Cincinnati, where he used to pitch? You're telling me one of those scenes wouldn't bring him back to pitch there? Cleveland. Cleveland, uh, yeah, maybe. Because the money, he only seven hundred twenty thousand. You were talking about second chances. I don't mean to go up. The GM of the Braves was suspended for yeah li- lifetime suspension. Hey, guess what? He's back. Yeah. That came back today. John uh, Coppola. Coppola. Can, I can't I never can get his <laughs> last name right. He's forty four now. He was suspended five years ago when he was uh. the, after he resigned a month after the Braves GM Alex Anthopoulos took over, and uh, well, he's back in baseball now. <laughs> yeah. And and
0: probably, I wonder how many people that are going to watch this now and watch it later and listen to it now or listen to it later because we know people consume us in a lot of different ways. You probably don't even remember it. This guy was doing shady international signings. He was so shady, they banned him for life. Young guy, hotshot executive, banned for life in baseball. Everybody forgot. Now he's reinstated.
3: Yeah. I'm running the banner down there for people who don't know the story. It's on the banner on our YouTube and Twitter stream.
0: He's 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 getting a second chance. So it's it's that 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 will be interesting. But I think the Bauer thing reminds me a lot of,
3: of Michael Vick. That's a very good comp, I would say, for sure.
0: Live. But but Michael Vick actually served time. He was charged, served time. Yeah, He
3: was out of football for two years. I
0: mean, I remember the people coming from the southeast who were like, whoa. Fighting dogs and and. Chickens and roosters is something we've done down here forever. People were like, and, you know, other parts of the country are like, this is the worst thing we've ever heard. You're fighting dogs. Like, oh, my God. And people down in the, hey, in our neck of the woods, you remember that part? Yeah. There are people defending this. And you're like, wait a minute. You can't do that. It's illegal. So, yeah, it's it gets murky. But Michael Vick, once again, played football, and then now is on television. Yeah. Fox. He's now on Fox. Fox is paying him. So before we start saying no one's ever going to play again, just look at history, right? Look at A-Rod. A-Rod was the biggest pariah in the game, not going to the Hall of Fame, and now he's on Fox also.
3: Oh, and he did Sunday Night Baseball. Sunday Night Baseball. <laughs> he, he still so, does do Sunday Night he's Baseball. He's
0: working for Disney too because that's Disney. ESPN's Disney. A-Rod's working for – so, I mean, I mean, Pete Rose. Pete Rose got brought back on TV. Yeah, he was on Fox uh, for a while, yeah. Um what we want to start with, and Eno Saris is going to join us coming up here, what, one thirty, our national baseball columnist.
3: Yeah, and then Trevor May, new A's reliever at two o'clock.
0: Interesting to talk to Trevor May. Welcome to the green and gold. He could be could be your closer. Now, if you don't win a lot of games, you really don't need a closer. Fair point. I think the A's, the more that I've thought about it, there's certain things that excite me. And there's certain players that I'm looking at from a standpoint of, you know what, there's going to be something to watch. Because I know, you know, I've been following what a lot of people have been saying and still so much is about the ballpark. and But when you actually look at the team, there is some talent here that you say, okay, I'm interested. Now, two guys right out of the gate that, to me, to watch, and one of the guys we talked to his agent down in San Diego at the winter meetings. Funny how this year's winter meetings, people came and found us. We didn't have to go find them. They came and found us now. Seth Brown's agent. Seth Brown's agent sought us out, came up to me, introduced himself. Oh, no, I remember. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah, and you know, because I've done work with Seth a few times. We've had him on the show,
3: obviously. Very good. Very good personality. Very good talker.
0: Uh, he's a vital. He is a vital piece because he is a he is not only a piece for now, but he is also a piece for where he could be moved to help the A's long term. Seth Brown has put himself in a very good position. Right. He's he's essentially your de facto leader in the clubhouse. The A's value. They value leadership. You got to have you got to have some, you know, like we saw Stephen Vogt last year. You got to have some guys that are veteran guys in the clubhouse. And you start to think, OK, who is Seth Brown? He's going to get help by no shifting.
3: Yeah, for sure.
0: He's got power. He can run a little bit. He's proven he can play first. He's proven he can play right. He's not gonna he's not gonna he's not gonna hurt you. And he hits bombs.
3: 25 last year.
0: And in a pinch, he can play center field. So right there, I look at Seth Brown as who he is gonna be, spring training, veteran guy, and what a piece that he can be going forward. Because what did I just tell you? He's a guy that's versatile and has power. Everybody's looking for that. As we get into a season and injuries happen, what's everybody looking for? Versatility and power. Can I play this guy in multiple spots, and can he hit the ball out of the ballpark? And, oh, yeah, that thing that you don't like, batting average goes up because there's not as much shifting on left-handers. I think he'll be pivotal. Number two, who I think will be very pivotal, He's a friend of the program, one of our favorites. Cole? Cole Irvin. Cole Irvin is about to do his third year of being a starter in Major League Baseball. He's at that point in his career when guys truly lights on, college guy, eh, what do we do with them, reliever, a little bit of starting. Now he's a full-fledged Major League starter, and he's learned how to do it. He's learned how to take the ball every five days and be, and give you quality. And did I mention he's left-handed? Cole Irvin is going to go out, give you innings. He's going to do it for the A's. And once again, as guys start to get hurt during the season and people come calling because they need innings and they need a quality arm, and he's left-handed, let me tell you something, Cole Irvin, another What, he was around 180 innings?
3: He had 181.
0: 181 innings. That's a lot in our game today. That's nothing to shake a stick at. You throw 180 to 200 innings, you are valuable. So, he'll be the leader of the staff in spring training. Seth Brown will be the leader of the position players. Spring training, you go into the season, hopefully you play well. But reality is, where they are, people will come calling for them and be willing to give stuff up. If Cole Irvin, who likes to work fast, who likes to go deep in games, we got the new pitch clock, not going to affect him. Seth Brown's hitting the ball out of the ballpark, playing multiple positions. They are two players teams will covet. When we get into July, teams are going to go, I need help. Let's call the A's.
3: Both guys, sorry, and both guys aren't free agents until after twenty twenty seven. And they out. they're both cheap. No, they're both now. They're up there. Seth rounds thirty, and Cole twenty eight. But Cole, last year or twenty twenty two, thirty starts. He missed two starts. Twenty twenty one, he had thirty two starts and thirty two games. So he's been very reliable for the A's, and we've seen that he works very fast. I think we set we asked him in spring training, "Can you get us a game in under two hours?" Now I know he hasn't gone the complete he game said, yet, but, he said, but yes. he said he can do it. So we're, I'm holding him to it this year because uh, I was want to I want to see him do it under two hours. Be and, Mark Burley for us.
0: Well, and age doesn't matter. Like age is not really a fact. I mean, we're signing Burlander. You're signing Degrom. You're sign. You don't like. You need outs. You need guys that can get outs and guys that you can trust. Kind of the game is, it's interesting how, you know, the game always changes. What people are interested in always changes. One of the things, I don't know if we'll get to it today, we may get to it with Eno, is, you know, everybody wants to sign people to extensions. I'd rather sign a guy to an early extension, even though it could be bad, just to cover me from having to to sign a really long, bad extension. Right? These... $300 Three hundred million dollar extensions are awful. None of these players will ever live up to these contracts. Now you are saying, "Well, in the first few years, if we win uh, the back end, we won't care about." Well, you say that now. That's not how the that's not how the Angels saw it with Pools. Yeah, who was saying that at the end of the Pools deal? Ah, who cares? No, these eleven year deals for X amount of they're they're disasters. They're gonna be disasters. And baseball is going to have to do something about that. We'll do another show. I don't want to get into – there's a lot to get into when it comes to the financial part of baseball. Um, You just see the disparity in owners versus owners. Forget owners and players. Owners versus owners. This thing's brewing. Right now, it's like, you know when the volcano is just a little steam? It's Just a little steam. Oh, people are going up to the volcano in Hawaii. There's a little steam. Yeah. Well, down below, it's
3: bubbling. It's festering, as I would say. It's (laughs) festering.
0: And this is going to be year four of a five-year deal. So after this year, only three years left. And now it's really bubbling. And then after that year, when we have two years left, oh, there's some lava starting to seep out. And you'll know what I'm talking about. I told everybody, I think I'm right on this, I said this last CBA is duct tape. And you guys all think the problem is owners and players. That's not the problem. The problem is owners versus owners. There are more owners now that are like, I am not into this spending. This is crazy. Then there are, hey, let's give a guy who's never hit 30 home runs $300 million. Let's give a guy who's barely been an all-star, a guy who's never won an MVP, who's never won anything significant, let's give him 11 years free because they're just trying to circumvent the luxury tax. It's crazy. And that's supposed to be forbidden in the CBA, and that's something maybe we can ask uh, Eno about, but it's really murky. It's not really spelled out. That's why I'm saying they just wanted to get a deal done, that CBA. And I told you. I told you, this is just duct tape. They spread some money to the players. Yeah, they bumped up the lower players. Yeah, they put this money in these side accounts. So if a guy like Julio Rodriguez won Rookie of the Year, they'll give him some money. That's all chump change. Behind the scenes, the owners are signing big money deals with tech companies like Like uh, Apple and Peacock and and these platforms. What was the Disney
3: deal they did for like how much, how many millions of dollars? Well, that
0: was done a while ago. That was like every team got 70 million. Now, like the back end of that deal, every team got 30 million. I mean, they're making these owners had to sprinkle a little money on the players. So these, I mean, even guys who you think are smart, like Ken Rosenthal, well, you know, got to remember, writers are writers, they're not business people. They normally don't own businesses. They don't they they don't they they think they know the business of baseball, but it's like, eh I don't you, you wanna break before Eno?
3: Yeah. I'm just getting rolling. Oh, we can go over the guys. We we, we had three guys each and then three guys were what was it, three X Factors or essentially we're looking at. It's pretty good when we put together a nice comprehensive list. Yeah, we
0: wanna give you going into this first show, we wanna give you guys an idea of, uh, okay, heading to spring training. This gives you kind of like two months to get you wrap. Well, really just about a, a little over a month. Wrap your heads around it, not go chalk, not give you the standard. Like, who are you interested in? I'll give you one. Can I give you one quick one? Yeah. I don't want I kind of want to save it. Yeah, save it because we can I, – I believe the A's have an elite athlete who hasn't had the full time yet to figure it out. But he's about to. Or he's going to get an opportunity. And if he figures it out, he is an elite athlete. Elite. Who am I? Well, you're going to have to find out. Eno Saris, our national baseball columnist, will join us next. It's great to be back. Great to have you here on A's Cast Live.
1: A's cast live continues from the town. Here's Chris Townsend. Wow. You just cut
0: off the reigning American league manager of the year.
3: Well, our guest is here and we don't well, like, what,
0: cause Enos shows up all of a sudden you're going to big league Terry Francona.
3: I, I had to, but let's, let's, Let's the first one of the year? Let's get it done right.
1: Wow. The know Sarah Show is sponsored by Fieldwork Brewing Company. With eight taproom locations in Northern California, Fieldwork brings you fresh craft beer direct from the source. Fieldwork will also ship beer direct to your door if you live in California. Visit fieldworkbrewing.com.
0: Forget the American League Manager of the Year. We will kick him to the side. Uh, as we get to our national baseball columnist, the great Eno Saris. We've been saying Happy New Year, just not not, not because it's 2023. It's really, this is our first show. It's the, it's the start of, for us, baseball season. So it's like, happy new baseball season to you.
4: That's right. What are we at, like 45 days till pitchers and catchers report? Let's go.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> like, I mean, my wife, I swear to God, we have had I, I gotta host this I gotta MC this event tomorrow night, the uh, the hot the the hot stove banquet that goes on usually every year with all the people in Major League Baseball, college baseball, minor league, whatever. And I'm gonna talk about one of my open trying to be funny. I'm gonna be like, with the lockout, COVID, and just this off season seems so long, my wife thinks I'm a contractor, she thinks I'm a landscaper, she thinks I can do I'm an electrician. I am tired of of being at home and honeydews. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready to get back to going, nope, can't do that. We got the royals in town. I can't wait to start working again.
4: Yeah, the winter the the winter meetings really killed me too because I've been really looking forward to them. I really enjoy the winter meetings. I enjoy seeing everybody. Um and I got there and the first day I got sick. And I lost my voice after the first night. And I'm a responsible adult now. So instead of uh, saying YOLO and and drinking my way through the, the the sickness that was approaching. I drank tea and went to bed early and didn't quite get the full winter meetings experience. But
0: well, uh, I, I still I, managed to
4: see a lot of people and get a little bit of a lay of the land, uh, press some flesh, and and uh, I did get some value out of it.
0: I I I can back you one hundred percent because you walked by us. On your way out, you might have not you might not remember because you looked awful. Um, <laughs> you came walking by us and you just kind of did a head nod. You had, it's midday, sunny out in San Diego. You have sunglasses on inside. You look like you'd been on like a three day bender.
4: Now now and that we, was me being responsible.
0: And, and now now we know it wasn't a bender. You were actually sick. Yeah, you looked no. you looked like you didn't even stop to say hi. You just walked by. I was
4: I was late for radio that day. I had radio right before I was gonna fly out. And uh I scootered, I was late, I scootered, I ran, I was sweating, I was still and they were they were coming up on the end of their broadcast schedule, so like I was their last guest and I was trying to run up and do it, and then I when I left, I forgot my laptop and got all the way to the airport to come back. So I either saw you coming back to get the laptop or rushing out to, to to make their last window.
0: All right. We have never seen in the history of sports, I mean, it's kind of a big deal, but right now everybody's worried about the national championship game. Everybody's worried about the NFL. Um, we have never seen ever in American sports history a guy receive not one, but two $300 million contracts. In the same
4: offseason. <laughs>
0: that's guaranteed, and he doesn't sign the contract with either, and everybody's trying to use. I, you know what's so funny is that here you got the San Francisco Giants. They're signing all these guys that were hurt last year. Two of them didn't even play, but yet Carlos Correa can't sign. It's crazy. But, yeah. But, but here you have. A record, two contracts, not signed. We still don't know where Correa is going to go. Rumors are the Mets and Correa are haggling over something. Well, if you're haggling over years and money, you're not haggling over an injury anymore. I mean, I, let us know what's going on because this is something we've never seen. Well,
4: I think I think actually it, it is funny to to laugh about you know the the giant signing Michael Conforto who's been out of baseball you know, uh, for, for, for over a year, um, you know, bringing in uh, bringing in guys who have uh, a lot of uh, injury risk themselves, but they're all on two year deals. So I think, you know, what really happened was when you start thinking about 10 years, you you get you, you're a little bit more uh, concerned with the medicals and you're a little bit more concerned with uh, making sure you covering your own butt in case uh, that plate and the ankle becomes a big deal over time. Um, uh, I did do some like really, uh, just like familial over the, over the break, you know, asking people in my family, there's a couple plates in, in ankles in my family, um, about, how, you know how what their prognosis was are, are they, you
0: are you saying you have firsthand knowledge to plates and fractures
4: <laughs> <laughs> i did my best to, to do some sleuthing on the subject i love it but uh but that's i mean that's what that that's what they're doing is looking at outcomes on these sort of things they, we know what the surgery you know we know what the situation was we know what the surgery is we know what 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 concerns them and i guess the doctors if there is a difference of opinion it's some doctors will say oh once you get the plate in there he's fine others will say oh that plate might have to come out this will this is that the other uh obviously the the giants were out after you know they they discovered this um i i think that what the haggling is in new york is actually about language uh that's it is actually about the the injury still how many years are guaranteed how many years have to vest how many years are there going to be any playing time incentives and, and, and situations in there. And what the, the agent is trying to do is keep that number where it was overall. Now he might make some concessions about, about vesting and this and that, but he wants to be able to say it's a $300 million contract still. I... So that's, I, I think, and, and I, there was even a, a bit where the Mets were supposedly going back to uh, the, uh, to baseball, to, to, to discuss some of the languages allowed. So they are trying to come up with some sort of incentive structure, some sort of contract structure that covers the Mets for the risk that this is a long-term injury.
0: I heard the dumbest thing today. I heard someone actually say, because my question has been, well, the Astros passed him all these physicals. Then the Twins passed him. And then I heard someone say today, well, the Twins probably didn't do as an extensive because it wasn't, uh, you know, as big a money. And I'm like, $100 million is a lot of money of the Minnesota Twins. Whether he was going to opt out or not, I want to – I can't wait to ask A's doctors, do you do your physical based on how long the contract or do you actually do – a? I mean, because I'm having a hard time believing that some teams go, eh, not a big deal physical and stuff. I, I think physicals are physicals.
4: Yeah I, I, w- I would only say that the only thing I can come up with is this. let's say let's say that um, you know in any given one year he has a two percent chance of something bad happening or a five percent chance of anything bad happening based on this ankle. So if you sign a three- year deal, you say, well, in the next three years, no big deal. But if you sign a 10 year deal, you you compound all those 5%, you know, you kind of like, well, over the course of 10 years, like, like, what if I ask you, ask the doctor over the course of 10 years, is this likely to be an issue or the course of three years?
3: That's a strange. He literally just disappeared on his own.
0: Well, we're off the screen up in front of us. Are we on?
3: Yeah, we're still on. He's back now.
0: Are you there?
4: I don't know. I don't know what happened. Sorry. All
0: right, go ahead. You were talking about uh the, the progression over yeah, the years.
4: Yeah, you might ask you might ask the doctor, is this a problem over the next three years? And they say no. And then you ask them about the same issue and say, Is this a problem over the next ten years? They might say yes. So that's all I'm saying. Is yeah. that, that could be that could be the gray area in between where because it's obviously something that doctors see differently.
0: Well you know, that's that's the first
4: thing the giants said. This is the difference of opinion.
0: Well, I mean, the, I mean, if, if we get like that, I mean, it's going to be hard to sign a lot of people, right? I mean, because professional athletes have issues. It's like funny. It's like, well, if it, it's three years, we're good. If it's 10 years, ah, I mean, you can almost do it, but whatever. It'll be interesting to see how, how that works out. I compared earlier the situation of Trevor Bauer to Michael Vick. If you remember when Michael Vick was prosecuted, did his time, he was coming out. Uh, there are people in the football world that said he'll never play again. There's no way any team can take the risk. There's no way they can take the PR hit. I heard that blah, 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 blah. Michael Vick not only came back and play, he's on television on Fox today talking football professionally. So
4: there's another piece of information that just came out recently. John Capolella, uh, who had a lifetime ban from baseball for the things that he did in Atlanta. Lifetime. Uh, lifetime ban from baseball for the things that he did in atlanta was signing like 12 year old i mean it was i don't know if it was that young but he was signing really young players he was doing all sorts of uh, backroom deals he wasn't reporting the actual numbers he was giving the kids and all this stuff lifetime deal reinstated i think it's about five years he did i think you know uh if you are in trouble ever uh you put your head down for a while you show some contrition and you ride out the storm I think that if you have like PR people that work in this I think that's what they tell you they say like don't try to make not to make as many ways as possible in the short term uh, say you're sorry and then just wait it out and we'll 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 throw some test balloons up and you'll be back in no time I mean uh, you know think about this think about movies how mo- how many movies are made every movie is is now a remake of something I feel like you know so so if you've been successful at some point, somebody will bring you back (laughs) as long as you've done your time. The one thing that I think is different about Bauer is he's not really doing the contrition part. He's not really doing like, he's not really saying he's sorry. So I think it makes it a little bit harder for a team that's going to sign him and say, you know, he said, he's sorry you know, he's done, he, he's, he's done the time he's, 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 he's been, you know, he's done his, his, what he needs to do. And he's, he's come out the other end and we're going to give him a chance. He's not really doing the say he's sorry part. He's right. went up against baseball to to, 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 challenge it. Nobody's ever challenged a d- domestic violence suspension. He's not really publicly saying he's sorry. So it's a, uh, it's a little bit of a different situation. I think Yeah. like Michael Vick said, he was sorry.
0: <laughs> well, Michael Vick got charged. That, yeah, that, that this is the murky. I'm not a lawyer, but I can assume that knowing lawyers and having been through some legal stuff in my past, if you haven't been charged, you think your lawyers are telling you God say sorry?
4: Yeah, that's a good point, I guess.
0: Right. See, this is the stuff people don't think about. Right. Right. And this is my problem with people. I talk about this all the time. Too many people in sports don't don't get business and get this. I mean, if you're a lawyer and you fought for this guy and the police are not going to charge you, that's. We know Just this. Decided, yeah. He's not getting charged. He's not doing. He's not doing time. He doesn't have to. He fight also has this. like
4: pending civil trials, so he can't yeah, comment so wh- wh- on so it because wh- there's money on the line for the civil trial. Yeah. So why he, is he says getting- he's sorry? They could go into the civil trial and say, say, yes, yeah, so he saying so sorry guilt. to
0: get back into the game. So that's why. I mean, people have to think about that. Do you think he pitches again?
4: I, I I share your cynicism with, with regards to he's talented and some team will decide that the risk is enough and the the talent is enough and you know that they get a, a a player on the on they'll get a player on the on the budget. He won't they won't have to pay as much as they would have if he was, you know, if he didn't have all this baggage. Yeah. So I think he will, but I don't know if it'll be this year. I mean, it's a, it's a lot to sort of sell a team right now to be like, "Hey, A, I want you to have what 15 million extra bucks 20 million extra bucks lying around and B I want you to have a PR plan for how we announce this to everybody and I want to do it in the next two weeks
0: all righty as we head this since this is our first show what's exciting you right now there's a lot to talk about leading up we've got rules changes we've got a lot of these big signings what excites you going in right now January 2023
4: I like that there is there's uh, there's, a, there's a little bit of the super team energy where like the Phillies are really trying to put together a, a, a squad. They put they just got Gregory Soto from the Tigers, and yeah. so now they've got you know a bullpen that's four or five deep. They're like, we were so close. We're going to try and build a super team and get better. Uh, but I also want to see what the teams that are not super teams are going to do. And I want to see if these little small signings are going to have a big impact. I mean, I know it's just the Pirates, but like the Carlos Santana signing and, um, you know, these these little like, you know, lefty sluggers that uh, against the shift. Like, is anybody going to innovate and be winners? Like, think about how the Guardians were good last year. How they did it with just a bunch of singles hitters and command pitchers. You know, it's like I would love to see teams do something new and win somewhere new. So it's an intersection of these new rule changes and which teams are going to be aggressive around the rule changes and try to win in a new way based on, you know, what they can pick up on the market and what they can pick up cheap.
0: You know, there are so many great athletes in our game and the running game is a way to showcase that. We can mm-hmm. we can see guys run down balls on defense or make great plays and show great range and athleticism in the infield. But one of the things that was always a lot of fun to watch was to watch a guy rip the ball into the gap and let him go or God triples
4: are the best
0: or a guy gets on first base. And we always revert back to Ricky Henderson, but there was plenty of these guys. I was watching a documentary on MLB network the other day about the, the old Cardinals where Tommy her had 114 RBIs and like seven home runs. I mean, all they did was run at old Bush stadium on the turf. They were all just running. I'm interested to see, that's athleticism, to see, can we get that athleticism and movement in our game going again? The rules are going to be set up for it. Will we see it?
4: Yeah, and I also would love, and I don't think we saw a ton of this. I mentioned the Pirates. They signed two big lefty sluggers. That's with the shift. But I, I didn't see a lot of people go hard in on speed. I saw, you know, Tim LaCastro signed and like, you know, there's some there's some like speedy guys who got deals again. I think Billy Hamilton signed again. Uh, But there wasn't any team that sort of traded for speed or like, you know, really seemed to like uh, put speed on the table as a way to win. You know what I mean? So that's what I want to see. I want to see if any of these new types of rules are create new ways for teams to win, because I would love to see a go go team. And, oh. you know, maybe the, maybe the guardians could be it. They're already kind of the slappy singles team. Uh, you know, there's some decent speed on that team. What if they just turn the green light on for everybody and they had, you know, three or four guys with 30, 40, 50 steals along with all those singles might be the way to turn a singles hitting team into kind of a, a pseudo power, right? If you make those singles into doubles, you know, get that guy on second base, get that guy on second base. So um, that's what, that's what I love is uh, the baseball gets boring when there's one way to win. And we were approaching that, I think with Good certain point. things, yeah. like, you know, barrel rate, the plate discipline. It was like, okay, we know how to predict power. We know that walks matter. We know. And so we started to get really kind of, uh, you know, strikeouts don't matter as much. So all we want, are these guys going to hit big bombs and, and get on and get walks walk 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 homer. That's all we want. We don't even care that much about defense. We can just put a guy right where the ball is going to apply with the shift we can just we can science this out and just put a guy right where he needs to be to, to play good defense. And uh, I think this will push us to have more athleticism in the game. Also, some of the CBA rules might help us get younger guys in the game quicker because we're talking about this bonus pool that there is that there's these players make if they make more money, uh, it's paid by the, the general fund, you know, so there are these ways that they're trying to incentivize getting the young guys into the game faster. And that's another way to incentive to, to get speed in the game, get the younger guys in there start getting playing your top prospects as soon as they're, you know, they can play in the big leagues.
0: yeah so I'm
4: hoping these rule changes, like the, the you never know which ones are going to work and like which ones are going to take and which ones the analyst guys are going to care about and which ones they're going to ignore, you know, but like all these rule changes give us an opportunity to give an, a new team that comes up and we can say, oh my God, the Royals are so, it's so cool. They're like doing old school baseball. They can pick it at every position. They run like the wind, you know. So I'd like, to see, I'd like to see a new team sort of step into that void.
0: Yeah, this Ruiz kid that the A's traded for that came over from Milwaukee, but he was in the Padres organization with the Padres being, at one point, the number one organization. I did some research with the Padres. They loved him. They think he mm-hmm. is going to be super dynamic in these new rules. He had 88 stolen bases, so we'll see. All right, I'm getting my No, pe- I
4: think that I think the A's actually could have a chance to totally. sort of step into that because their outfield is going to be super fast. You know, however they they put it together, it's going to be a pretty fast outfield. They're going to be able to pick it at all these positions. I think defensively, they've done a good job of, of targeting guys who can play really good defense. So everywhere I look, I see really good defense. I see I see really fast players. And on the pitching side, I see a lot of command and lots of pitches. All the guys they got Sears, you know, all those guys have multiple pitches. Jack didn't necessarily have command, but like in terms of the guys they got, Cole Irvin's, Paul Blackburn's, they're like, we have five pitches and command and we're going to pitch old school. We're not going to try and strike you out. There's no Spencer Strider, you know, on the A's on the A staff. It's all about, you know, just trying to mix it up and, 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 and pitch the spot. So there's some interesting things going on in Oakland for sure.
0: Let's end on this. I want one offensive metric and I want one metric for pitchers. When you say, I got to evaluate an offensive player or I have to evaluate a pitcher, what is the one analytic that you go to, I look at this?
4: I look at barrel rate uh, for hitters. Barrel rate is basically how often do they hit the ball powerfully in the angles that create homers and create doubles and singles and you know create offense. And it it becomes meaningful super quickly, and it's easy to understand it's like, barrel rate like how often you barrel the ball and uh and it's uh it's super powerful predictively it tells you more about power than can than, pre- than than actual power like i can you can have slugging percentage i have barrel rate i know more about the guy's future slugging percentage than you do so uh it's a super super powerful stat for uh f- for for pitchers i have my stat stuff plus uh i love it uh it just gives you an idea of how good the shapes are because there are pitchers that don't throw 99 who have great stuff. And so stuff is a better way to kind of say how good is the action on his pitches as well as the velo. And uh, so that's why we have Paul Seawald and Felix Bautista up there at the top. at stuff plus. One is funky, and funky. one throws real hard.
0: Funky Seawald, so funky. Funky has worked for over a hundred years, and it'll yeah. work the next hundred years. And it works in every spot. I've ri- I've written both of them down. So as we go All into twenty twenty three, and Cody, sat, I'm gonna go. What's his barrel rate? I'm gonna want to <laughs> know. All right, buddy. Hey, go.
1: play the sponsor for him. The Eno Sara show is sponsored by Fieldwork Brewing Company. With eight taproom locations in Northern California, Fieldwork brings you fresh craft beer direct from the source. Fieldwork will also ship beer direct to your door if you live in California. Visit fieldworkbrewing.com.
0: We need to get ready for a show at Fieldwork.
4: That's right. Let's prep. And also, I'll get stuff plus on a on a sortable of leaderboard somewhere, you know, so you can you can find it easily.
0: Beautiful. All right, buddy, we will talk to you next week, and uh, let's start talking because uh, the season has officially started.
4: Right. The calendar starts filling up. you got to get a date.
0: The greatness of Eno Saris right here on A's Cast Live. Coming up next, new Oakland Athletic Trevor May will join us right here on A's Cast Live.
1: Streaming from the East Bay, AceCast Live continues with Chris Townsend. Do you
0: know
3: where the humorous bone is? It's not the funny bone, is it? So no, so it's, I'm gonna go well with, the funny bone is, is not it,
0: really yeah, it's not really a thing. Leg? No, it's in your
3: arm. It's the main bone right here in your arm. Oh okay, was that one? Of, is that what? Uh, what made you look up the humorous bone?
0: Uh that's that. That was what bugged uh, Trevor last year. Oh, well, we got him. Do we have him? His first appearance here. here on A's Cast Live. Well, welcome to the A's family. How are you?
5: I'm good. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, you know, we're excited because this is our, our first official show of 2023. After the baseball winter meetings, we were down in San Diego, and then we took the hiatus. And it's, uh, you know, for us, you know, we're heading to down to fantasy camp on Wednesday. We'll be down in Arizona. Then it's off to spring training. So we're getting our year started. For you, what is this point in January like? How do you start get the ball rolling with all your program strength, throwing, and everything?
5: um yeah right now is is about ramping up into bullpens uh uh i usually throw somewhere between six and ten before showing up to to spring depending on if i'm working on something specific um thank god we have a full length spring training for once so uh, i'm not as rushed and concerned as usual or at least not knowing what's happening Uh, so that's nice knowing, knowing some stuff, uh, knowing when, when things are happening, but, um, ramping up with the bullpens. Um, I've been going pretty heavy with, with workouts for a few couple months now. So I'm feeling pretty good there and it's just, uh, it's starting to to lock things in. But at the end of the day, you know, I'm up in the Northwest. Uh, we have not, not a ton of pro players live here in the, in the off season because of the weather, um and uh can't get a lot of ab's in it's it's a lot of college guys and stuff so i really sharpening things up there's only so far you can go until you get to spring training so i i don't i used to worry about being like super sharp showing up day one uh and now it's it's become being there in good enough shape good shape and feeling good and and strong that that all everything's working correctly and that you're in a good good spot to go um and then using spring to sharpen
0: well, I was making the joke earlier, and I have to m c the big bank baseball banquet here tomorrow night yeah. and I'm like, one well, of the jokes I'm going to talk about is you know between covid the lockout, and even this off season, all of a sudden, my wife thinks I'm a carpenter, she thinks I'm in construction, she thinks I'm a landscaper i'm a, I'm done doing honeydews, I'm done doing stuff around the house, I want to get back to baseball. I just I'm ready to go. It just seems we've it just seems like we've had so much time off. And if I'm feeling that as a broadcaster, I can't imagine what you feel like as a player.
5: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's you know it's the inconsistency mostly for me. Uh um I'll be honest, I'm a I I don't have a short uh uh I'm not short on hobbies. Uh, things that I enjoy doing. Um but that said, um, I like to to be able to switch gears and know that it's time to go and, and get competitive again. I like to get into that mode and, and do things, something that I'm really, really good at, as opposed to just learning new stuff all the time. Uh, and it's time. Um, but it is nice knowing, like, having an email, you know, that says, this is the date we want you there.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
5: and this is this is when we're going to be there, no matter what. Uh, please be there <laughs> so uh, that's that's a big deal just mentally getting getting uh, switch gears and uh, there's a lot of especially with the lockout it not only was it waiting it was also not a not a not happy there's not a lot of happiness happening either so not only are you are you annoyed that you're waiting and trying to figure out what's going on but you're also like come on you guy. you know so it's nice to not have that that's stress, it's really, really nice. It's baseball's, baseball's supposed to be fun. I'm glad I get to only worry about that this
0: year. Yeah, it was super stressful because you had the whole 60 game, COVID. We were lucky enough to be in the playoffs during that time. And then we were just so consumed about, okay, we still had COVID the next year. And we're still worried about how does it affect the players going from a short season back to a long season, then the lockout. There's been so many disruptions. So, yeah, it kind of feels like the dysfunction is over and we can get back to, to being normal. And I think for you, you know, as the way you recovered pitch well at the end of the season, even in the playoffs, you had to have a lot of suitors. There's a lot of names out there that of teams that were, were looking for your services. Why in the end, Oakland?
5: Well, um, you know, I, I said it a couple of times. I ha- there is a, like a, an intangible kind of affinity that I have had my whole life. I've, um, I, I've always kind of had the A's a little bit as a secondary team. I grew up a Mariners fan, uh, uh, very much an underdog type organization, uh, and I know they're in the same division, and that you know all that aside, um, it, it was a, a affinity for kind of doing, uh, generally doing a lot with less. Um, I think that that's a, a good way to put it. And guys going out and and making a name for themselves and maybe not the most spotlight coming up and turning into stars. You know, um, even guys who have played uh, during when I've been up with the Matt Chapman's and the Matt Olson's and you know, I I you didn't hear a lot about those guys before they were in the big leagues and and they went and they made a splash and we got platinum gold platinum glovers and guys hitting thirty five homers in that stadium. Like, uh, uh, it just I just I love that. I, I I've always I've always rooted every time there is a big. You know, I do enjoy the movie Rocky. Uh, every time there's a big, uh, uh, you know, underdog story. I love big underdog stories. Uh, and I feel like um, that is, you know, I you, we don't need to beat around the bush. We're an underdog going yeah. in this year. And uh, I, I, after playing the guys and watching how they all played, we played you guys at the end of last year and now I'm on the team. So us, it's, that's weird to say. How do you say that? I don't know. Um, and just. There was—I'll be honest. There was not a ton of names that I had had, had heard before, and and you know they took it to us. And uh, it, it's it's one of those things where I'm like, there's a group of guys in this crew right here that's going to become the staple, the, the the team that built that wins. And uh, I think that it'd be—I think I have a lot to offer in the experience side of things, and the having conversations about you know how to carry yourself as a bullpen guy. There's not a lot of experience out there, and uh, uh, but also just. I've been on very, very good teams. I've I've seen a lot of things that are that go right with those teams, and it's not always about how much everyone's being paid. It's actually almost never about how much everyone's being paid, and it's mostly about uh, uh, the way that everyone goes about their work, and you expect to win when you walk in every day. So I think that I, this team's primed and ready, and I want to be part of that.
0: Well, two guys that were on your team last year, good friends of this show, I've known them for years, uh, when I think about Mark Canna and Chris Bassett, who both loved being Oakland A's, obviously Mark Canna is from the Bay area. Did you get a chance before you signed to talk to them and ask about what it's like to play here?
5: I actually talked to him quite a bit last year, just kind of in passing um, because they had been there for, for so long. And I remember when Mark was a uh, rule five, the year, my sophomore year, his, he was a year after me, um, and he got Rule Five, very much a uh, that situation, getting an opportunity in the big leagues, and 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 then making it, taking advantage of it, and being a really, really great, solid player. I thought when we signed Mark, I was like, he's going to be if he has a good year, our team will have a good year because he's one of those um, kind of transitional players, the six-seven hitter, the guy that you don't like to face, fifteen pitch of bats, things like that. So I was picking their brains, like, guys, really, like. You know, you hear you, you things around the league. You know, the the Coliseum uh, is, is a is a unique place to play. Um, and they were like, we we had a blast. It was yeah. just we were just ourselves. Like uh, we could do whatever. I, Chris Bassett, I I knew him from the fall league. I know I know his personality, and I it just made sense that he loved it. Um, watching, uh, even talking to Mania, who's a little bit more laid back, but he loved it. So like all these different personalities, all these guys, it's like there's the, the, you, you remove a lot of kind of noise and you get a play and play like you're on a, like a little bit, it had a Legion ball feel. Um, And, (laughs) and it did. And the way these guys interact and hung out with each other, best friends. And uh, that's those, that's just joy. The joy of playing the game for me. And they, they had nothing, no negative words to say. And I think that, that, that kind of, that kind of got me going. I even also talked to Clipper uh, in 2019 um, and he he's you know said a lot of the same things he's like you you're gonna have a lot of opportunity to to be yourself and and go out and and have a lot of fun it's just a blast so um and the fans I've always I don't know why I've identified with the fans but I just think the fact that there is a sign up in the stands for every single guy on the team no matter how obscure you are is that's the type of stuff I love it's so funny that uh Cody is now my manager but w- this is a funny story that i've told nobody i don't think i used to play sammy Sosa High Eight baseball 2000 okay on pc
0: yeah
5: uh you could edit everyone's stats and make them crazy my two guys who were like my that six seven mark Canna type in the lineup the two guys that i always do that and this was pre red sox winning the world series so i liked them as well my grandpa grew up a red Sox fan and then and they were underdogs cursed and all that right so I play with those two teams. Mark Kotze would be the guy I would turn from my six, seven hitter into my three guy that just carried the team and then trot Nixon for the for the Red Sox. So like, they're just like my, I'm like, you guys are the you guys are the real core of the game. You know, you got your stars. Yeah. You're the real grinder in your team. And I love that Cody's my manager now. So I can't wait to tell him, like, I'm like, dude, you were my guy. I would just boost you. You'd hit 78 homers a year and you'd become a star and you'd be my guy. But I just wanted you to be my guy. I don't know why.
0: And you know he's, he's like gonna that. go. You know I really should have been that guy because that's you're how like, he feels right. about. Yeah, Conte does have out that bravado.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's what's so cool about you coming into our world is that you understand it, right? Mm-hmm. You, you 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 like the music growing up. You want to go to Stanford. All the kind of stuff that we first found out about you. It's like you know a lot of players have to come here and they go. Huh? Then they love it. The fact that you're already coming in and you're all in. Really, there's already like a comfort feel that most players don't have when they first show up to a team.
5: Yeah, yeah, I I I, I hear that. Um, you know, it's every market's different. You got to prepare differently after coming from New York. You know, I went from Minnesota then to New York, right? So that was a a different transition, something that I was expecting and, and new. But like, it, there's a lot that comes along with those things, and I I pride myself in kind of uh trying to have a clear understanding of of what the vibes like in a place and ask lots of questions like that. But I've spent a lot of time down there. I've been, and I've even made my debut at the Oakland Coliseum. I got my first major major league save in Oakland. Um, I, I I've pitched there on my birthday, like three times, which is just random because I've never been in the division. So how does that line up? Um, Just like, I don't know. A lot of things that seem too much to be a coincidence. Um, And I, I, I don't know. I just I think that personality it's like it's almost like a team is it's a team that is my personality uh you know out on the field. And I I that's just the the walkout music and we it's funny when we were there in August, or September Buck pulled me aside and he goes This place is massive but I will say one thing I go, what he goes, they got the best sound system in the major leagues. <laughs> that one speaker, that massive wall. I mean, no. they are Dodger Stadium, Dodgers, the same thing that's just blasting. Well, out it's
0: built. It was built for the Raiders. The sound yeah. system, so it's built yeah, for the it's, NFL. It's yeah.
5: incredible. Um, and I cannot wait to hear "Welcome Home" by Coe and Cambria blasting out of that when I run my seventeen feet from the bullpen to the to the field.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're gonna run a little bit. I mean, they expand. Yeah. I mean, that's why one of the reasons. Uh, people like pitching here. You know, when when you think about – and I could talk to you all day, by the way. I mean, you, you get you get the sense right away when you talk to certain players, like, yeah, you can see you're as, – as Brad Pitt playing Billy Bean in Moneyball, when they're throwing the names up there and they go, whoo, sounds like an Oakland A already. Trevor May sounds like an Oakland A already. We love it. Um, When you get ready for a season – I know a lot of relievers will tell you, "Just give me the ball. I just want the ball." Do you want to know your role? Is there a role that you're looking at when you head to Mesa? What are you thinking about? This is what I want for me in 2023.
5: Um, i I always kind of uh, think of it more of a dynamic with with my manager, and my pitching coach. So, um, like for example, Minnesota under uh, um under Anderson and 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 then uh um Johnson Anderson I was his name's Wes I Wes Anderson the director I don't know why I do that uh Wes Johnson hey and you're, then, uh, you were and close then, <laughs> <laughs> and then half uh Jeremy Hefner in in um New York they 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 actually did work together for a year but they uh very different styles um Wes and Rocco were definitely more like big out in the third inning get out there right um Hef was a little bit more uh, wanting to give the inning kind of the window of innings uh, and you kind of shuffled in and out and Buck liked that a little bit, too. So I but it was always as long as I have an understanding with my manager and my pitching coach what they expect, then I want to do that as good as I can. So my goal long like is really like get the biggest outs every single time. Um, of the game, whenever wherever that is, um, I still believe finishing the game is is the, the hardest thing to do in baseball. Um, you know, people disagree sometimes talking about leverage. I still think they're the highest leverage, uh, especially if it's a one run or tie game, um, because there's just no time to mess up and fix it. So uh, I, I love to do that. It's it's that uh, when it gets super super tight and a lot of pressure, I just I go somewhere that I like being, um, and so if that's what I'm called on to do and, and finish games then I will, I'm going to go out and finish games, I'm going to do a, a damn good job at it. But, um, if that means, you know, setting it up and handing it off, um, I think that, and, and taking kind of a having conversations with these other guys who are getting opportunities to do those things saying we pass the ball. That's what we do. Sixth inning. You did it. Okay. Now it's the seventh. I'm going to take care of it. Okay. It's, the eighth. it's your turn. Um, I think those are the best bullpens, uh, operate that way. Uh, and, and I've been in some, some dang good ones in the last four or five years um with a lot of guys coming into their own and turning into real back-end guys one guy just signed a three-year 33 mil to go across the bay um and he's a dude that i watched do that taylor rogers he's part of a crew with me and we just kind of like hey you close today i'll close today you close today i'll close today and and it's and it worked out for our teams and it's worked out for our careers so um i hope these young guys are willing to uh maybe listen to anything i say and uh, hopefully i can help some guys really turn into monsters um more monsters than they already have been
0: well you got a good camera you got a good microphone i mean you you, you're like a dream come true
5: (laughs) yeah i've uh i've got a lot of experience doing this as well
0: so hey, great stuff we truly appreciate it welcome to the oakland athletics and we can't wait to see you in mesa
5: and wait to see you too. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you.
0: Be well. Take care. Wow. He was very good. Wow. And I- and 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 I don't want to keep him too long. But uh I mean, he was a valedictorian. There, there'll be stuff that I say for when we see him in Mesa. He was like valedictorian of his high school. I mean, it's this guy's fascinating. Um and just how familiar he is. Like he said, not playing in division, and how much he knows about the A's. His dad was an A's fan. You know, you can say a lot of that stuff, but you can tell like he knows, like he gets it, and he's done the research. And you know, I probably want to next time pry a little more. You know, what? What really? Why? Just don't tell me because you grew up listening to rappers and you want to go to that that are from Oakland and you want to go to Stanford. There were a lot of teams after him. You know, why here? You know, I think the opportunity is, is that, hey, listen, you stay healthy and you pitch, you're going to close games. You stay healthy, you pitch, you close games, you know, it's a business. You sign here, or it gives you that ability, as we have at times also been, a great rehab spot. Rehab the image. He comes, throws the ball well here, gets some saves, shows – velocity still there health is still there and next thing you know that can springboard you into a even better position
3: yeah a lot of I'm reading some of the comments a lot of our fans were very impressed with the interview yeah Um, he's good yeah I mean I think he was doing the uh, Chris Rose rotation with with Chris Rose so he has a lot of podcasts and and uh I guess talk show experience so let's chalk him up on the list with Cole Irvin as uh some of our favorite people to to get to again um I don't know if he'll, anyone's going to surpass what Liam Hendricks has done for us.
0: And that,
3: yeah, what thoughts
0: and prayers go out to Liam Hendricks, diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma uh, cancer. And we love Liam. Liam is a friend. I mean, we have had Liam on the show so many times. I've had so many. You've had so many personal conversations with him, his wife. Uh, Love the guy to death. I've said it before. He is one of the only players that I've ever interviewed that said, I want to make the earth a better place before I leave it. I've never heard another player say that. And everything that they've done for humans, for animals, um, he is so genuine in his love for people. So this is something caught at the right time that they'll be able to take care of. Uh, but you know Liam, our thoughts and prayers go out to him because Liam is is one of the best. You know people say it all the time. You yeah, know he's a better guy off the field than he. Is. No Liam Hend- Liam Hendricks really is a beautiful human being.
3: Yeah, and that's very well said. And you know for, when I first saw this, I texted you about it, and then uh, yeah. I reached out to Liam for both of us and told him, hey, you know we're 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 sending thoughts your way, good thoughts your way, and you know if anyone can beat this, it's him. I mean that guy is a competitor, and I, I'm you know I I have a good feeling he'll get through this and. We'll see him back pitching. You know, that's not the most important thing. The most important thing is beating this, but I know we'll see him back. And he got back to me within, like, ten minutes. I mean, most guys will take days, you know, because they're getting overwhelmed. He got back to me in, like, ten minutes telling me thanks, mate. He called me mate. Yeah. Appreciate it, mate. Um, so, we're pulling for you, Liam, as always. And uh, hopefully we'll you know hopefully we'll see you in Oakland sometime this year, if not next year. But we know you'll get through this.
0: Yeah, it's tough. But, yes, he he's going to beat this. He'll play again. And – yeah, you get that kind of news. It's just, a, you know, it's 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 like what we've been dealing with in the NFL, the Samlin kid, and getting hit. And I don't know if you watched it live, but watching it live and having worked on the sidelines, I worked multiple games where there was fear of a spinal cord type deal where they strapped the player in, cart him off. Uh, once I saw the ambulance go on, I went, uh-oh. And then I'm on a text thread with a bunch of guys that worked – on the sidelines Some are doctors and they went once the ambulance went on the field, you knew this is dire. Um, it's, it's things like this where all of a sudden, you know, with what Liam's dealing with, it becomes bigger than the game, more important than the game and our thoughts and prayers go out to Liam and, and we'll try and, and we'll, we'll keep with the progress cause I, you know, I know he'll, he'll be somebody that we'll, we'll talk with and we'll try and update you on his progress. But, uh, can't wait to, to see him again and get him back on the field and knowing what he's going to go through is not going to be easy. But, you know, love Liam Hendricks to death. And, you know, there's a lot of talk about whether he would be on the move this offseason, um, but obviously that's not going to be the case now. And But Liam is definitely one of the best guys in Major League Baseball, so we can't wait to see him get back. Uh, you know, one thing that I want to do before we get out of here is talk about players, that to get excited about.
3: So you have to pay off your tees about your athlete.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, guys that you want to get excited about. And, and, I, and I gave you two veterans to start the show with. I said, you know, one thing to look at is, you know, when we look at Seth Brown and we look at Cole Irvin, they are going to be guys that are going to be looked upon to be leaders. And then they're probably going to be trade chips, And that's good for them in their careers, right? This is a business. We have to understand. I always say, Root for the names on the front of the jersey, not the back of the jersey. It's a business; things are going to happen. But want to look at certain players that excite me going forward, and just not chalk, just not give you the standard. Um, that's what you proud. I tell you,
3: preface it to me: no chalk.
0: So don't I want, give okay. me chalk. I mean, I, I, uh, Tyler Soderstrom. Oh, really? I'm, I'm really excited. Sody, you're you're interested? In I'm Sody? really excited
3: for Shea Langoliers. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, hey, I mean, this Langoliers kid. No. Um, the first guy that I thought about and the ability for this guy and where he could be is it's Jordan Diaz to me. To Organizations really tell you what they're thinking, not by what they say, what they do. And... In the past, in recent past, we as an organization have slow-played guys. It's not because of contracts. This has been said for years by David. It's been said by Billy. They don't, the whole free agency tracker thing, they know they're not not getting a guy to free agency. They've got to play the whole dog and pony show with the new ballpark and all that kind of stuff. They've got to play along. But deep inside the walls of player development, they know they're not taking a guy to free agency.
3: Yeah, it's not happening. It's, it's true, yeah.
0: Not happening. Like Barry Zito getting to free agency, that was a long time ago. What year was that, 06?
3: 06, yeah. That was uh, sixteen At, year, 17 years ago. <laughs>
0: 17 years ago, folks. We're not taking a player to free agency. So that whole slow-playing guy... The the whole, oh, he can't start his clock. Uh, I mean, if a guy can help, a guy can help. That's where I believe Jordan Diaz, at his age, how old was he last year, 22, 21? 21. He was 21. The fact that they brought him up, he has nowhere to play. Not a great athlete, not a great infielder. They don't – they he didn't even played second base. I just remember that from, from going, wait a minute, we're starting him at second base. He never played second base. That just tells you how much they believe he can hit. That's
3: totally he does. I mean, he hit, you know, he hit three – in the minor zone, he hit 326. He can hit?
0: They're, forget what their words say. Forget what the front office – forget what the coaching staff – You should be excited, and I'm excited by Jordan Diaz based on their actions, how they're treating him. He's a baby. They could slow play him, but you know what they said? There's nothing left for him to do in the minor leagues. He's already proven he can hit. Where's he going to play? I don't know. Where's he going to play? I don't know. You don't know. I don't know. They don't know. They don't care. He can hit. Got to DH him, second base, third base. I don't know. Let him sit in the stands. He can hit. (laughs) First base. He can hit. We need guys that can hit. We need guys barrel rate, as your guy Eno Saris likes to say. He can flat out, as our good friend Shooty Babbitt says, he can handle the shillelagh. So the fact that they brought him up with no position, he can't run, doesn't throw well, they brought him up because he can hit. And he, is he 22 yet?
3: Uh he will be, let me check because he was 21 last year. He will be 22. He turned 22 this year uh, in August. So yeah, he'll be 23 He's... next August. He turned 20... 20 He turned 20 he turned 22 in August. So when he right, debuted so he was 21.
0: They brought up a 21-year-old with no defensive position. Does that not tell you everything you need to know?
3: Yeah, on here it says third, first and second baseman. He doesn't have a <laughs> position.
0: They don't care cuz he can hit. That should excite you. Uh, the next guy. This is this is I, I once again not 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 good about. Well, first of all, Ruiz coming over in the trade from Milwaukee. That's where Ruiz, Ruiz. I made sure I called somebody with the Padres who I know, and I think the guy that I called is a pretty good source. You might have heard of it. He's a pretty de- he, He's a pretty good eye of talent. Um, AJ Preller, not AJ Preller, not the general manager. <laughs> I called their manager. You've heard of it. You've heard his name.
3: Uh, what's his name? Um, Bruce, not Bruce Bouchy, Uh Bob, Bob Mel- Melvin.
0: Bob Melvin. <laughs> I reached out to Melvin. I said, "What's up with this kid?" Bob Melvin has never seen him, but Bob Melvin said inside their walls, everybody absolutely loved him, and they the Padres. Who remember the Padres? Had the number one farm system. Wasn't that long ago they were rated number one and this kid was in it. They did not want to get rid of him. But to get a guy like Josh Hader, who is essentially, if you look at the numbers, the best strikeout artist in the history of baseball as a reliever. Fact. Fact. They had to give up something for him. They gave up this Ruiz kid. And Melvin said... Everybody in their front office thinks he's going to be a really good player. If not, could be a star type player.
3: In two levels, it just only oh, we'll give you the minor leagues, in double and triple A last year for the Padres and Milwaukee, or Milwaukee and the Padres. He had 332. He hit 16 home runs. He drove in 65 runs. That's, that's, that's great. Uh, the K to walk ratio is pretty close, 94 to 66, not bad. He stole 85 bases. He was caught 14, but he stole 85 bases.
0: 85? five bases and you now can only throw over three times and then it's a balk this kid look at it I'm just saying Melvin believes everything that he's heard inside the Padres was this kid's gonna be good and if you're telling me at his age and center field if we go to spring training and he's playing well and he's hitting and he's running the bases. I don't want to hear about Pache. I don't want to hear about Ramon Loriano. I'm like, this kid's in center field. Because this might be that player that you look at and you go, Hey, we're winning games. Hey, this team's got confidence. This team, I we're not going to go out and beat the Astros and win the division. Not going to go out and get the wild card. But to go out and be competitive and and be excited to go to the ballpark every day, to start turning it around like the A's usually do pretty quick, this kid might be a big part of it.
3: Yeah, and when, we, when you asked me about players to be excited about, he was one of the guys I listed as well, mainly because of the stolen bases and how much we know that that's going to hopefully be back in the game this year with the, the throwovers and just the way the game's going to be played. I, I think that he could be the starting center fielder on opening day. I mean, that's what we've read. That's what we think is going to happen because – Christian Pache is out of options. And if he doesn't have a good spring, David Forrest, was it with us or he was with the media? I think it was when he when he talked to the media, he said that, you know, this is a very interesting spring training for Christian Pache. The guy didn't hit last year, let's be real. I mean, he was he did not give competitive at-bats. We've talked about it, agnosium, about how just how he wasn't competing when he was at the – at-bat, yeah. You'll hear a lot of how hard he hit the ball. That's great, but he they were all outs. It's not like he was hitting the ball hard and spraying the ball over the field like some other guys, you like it like a Rafael Devers does with the Red Sox. But I think Ruiz could be a guy that could play center field. And Eno mentioned it. They they have a very good athletic defensive outfield if it's him, maybe Pache and Ramon Loriano or Ramon Loriano, Ruiz and Seth Brown, and you have Diaz playing first. Okay, well now you're getting ahead of yourself. Because
0: Capel also a good hitter. Is somebody we're gonna to want to see hit. And he's not one of my guys, but Connor Capel is somebody who can swing it, who needs an opportunity. He kind of reminds me of Mark Canna.
3: Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a good He kind
0: of reminds me of Marcus Simeon. They were guys that, well, it didn't work out. Obviously, Canna was Rule 5. Simeon just it wasn't where's he gonna play in Chicago? They need a place to play. Connor Capel was in St. Louis. Wasn't a place to play. Connor Capel has abilities. We saw it. Reminds me body wise of Brian Giles. It's a oh. it's a flat it's a flat swing through the zone, very level. You're getting me excited. Makes a lot of contact. I want to see Connor Capel, but I'm going to give you the wild card for me. And we got to see a little bit of him. It was it was only I looked at it. It was all how many at bats. We got Cody Thomas gave us last year. Got to go to the game logs here. I had his minor league stuff on. How many games? How many, how many, he, barely, he
3: barely got any time. Let me double check. I'll pull him up. Cody Thomas had at-bats last year. Um, oh. He had only 30 at-bats. Only 30 at-bats. Uh, but he at two sixty seven. So, and twenty eight.
0: Why am I excited about this guy? As as a, he's kind of my wild card.
3: Because he played quarterback at Oklahoma.
0: Because he's an elite athlete. He's got athleticism you can't teach. He is, and I heard Brad Lidge talking about this, a former closer on MLB Radio. Uh, earlier today, he was talking about a guy he played with in AAA and said, yeah, he was a football guy too. And da, da, da. The problem when you're a football guy, you're, you're not able during these very pivotal years of your growth as a player, just not physically, more mentally, you're not able to be all in. And I think we all know, as human beings, when we're not all in on something, and Deion Sanders recently, uh, Coach Prime, as you know him in Colorado, was Shannon Sharp, did an interview, and he asked about all the sports he played because he's one of the greatest athletes to have ever lived, Deion Sanders. Uh, here's a guy that NFL, Major League Baseball, could have been a world-class sprinter in track, but he did track at Florida State. He said, out of all the things that I did, baseball is by far the hardest. So when you're not all in, it's tough to get good. It's tough to really, in those in those formative years, of your growth mentally as a player, you don't get it. And now, even though he's what? Would you say he's 28?
3: Yeah. Perfect. You have a kid. Give me a size. Got to pull back up again and close his page. He is 6'4", 211, according to baseball reference. He's 6'4", 211. You're talking about an
0: elite athlete. You don't sign up at the University of Oklahoma under Lincoln Riley or even the great Bob Stoops before him unless you are a supreme athlete. They don't get pocket passers. They get the best... Oh, you might have heard of him, the guy we drafted before, Kyler Murray. They get the best guys who have the ability to run and throw. Baker Mayfield. They get the best guys in the country. This guy is an elite athlete. Size, speed, strength, arm. He can do it all. He just is now finally saying, I'm all in. Now, I know he quit football, went to baseball. I've been telling you, but there's certain growth years... He was a little bit behind. I'm really curious to see if this kid fully in and is given the opportunity and he seizes the moment. He's not a kid. He's 28 years old. That it clicks. And if it clicks, what can he be? His growth is stunted
3: because of football.
0: I mean, he's never like, give me his minor league numbers. What's Uh, the most games he's played in a minor league season?
3: um, He played 130 in 2019 in AA with the Dodgers. That's it. And then in 2021, he played in 59 games in Vegas. And then last year, he played in 10 games in Vegas and six in rookie ball and 10 with the A's. He was hurt last year, right? So literally, he
0: has only had two seasons, excuse me, three seasons in minor league baseball where he's at least played 120 games.
3: Yeah, and his pro career we're not caught in college and just the minors and majors over I guess you could say it's a, it would be like 7 seasons or so. Um he's had about 522 games. He only played 54 games in college. Yeah.
0: That 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 that's nothing. That's nothing in a college career. 54 games? That's many games
3: they play in a season.
0: It's more, it's less. Hell, we played way more than that.
3: Yeah, sure, yeah, they, they do play more.
0: But but it's it just goes to show the whole football, then injury, he's never been able. Well, now he might be getting his chance. And he came up last year once again. The action show you. The A's said, uh, all right, let's give this, let's, let's give it a look. He's got gifts that you can't teach. He, he is an elite athlete, big and can run with a rocket arm and power. He's everything that you look for. So now can he this spring impress and if he's if he can impress, he's a guy that I'm going to be like I want to watch play. Connor Cable, I want to watch play. Cuz if you if you want if you want to be straight 100 as the kids like to say.
3: 100, okay. We're keeping it real, real real here.
0: As I say that kind of stuff to my kids all the time, they go, "Dad, they're not saying that."
3: <laughs> yeah, we're
0: kind of outdated now. So if you want to keep it straight, one hundred. Um, I when you when you test positive for 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 performance enhancing drugs and ex, and especially anabolic steroids, we don't know who you are anymore, and unfortunately. You put yourself in that position, and that's just real. Ramon Laureano, we don't know who he is. We thought we knew who he was. I mean, I know he's a tough guy. I know he's a grinder. But as a true player, I don't know who Ramon Laureano is anymore. When you basically say, I need to to put these drugs into my body to compete, You essentially said you can't do it on your own. That's what you say. Your risk, you know there's a risk. Now, could there be a different philosophy to that before there was testing? Where you already knew you were a good player, but now I want to be a super player? Okay, whatever. But now that there's testing, there's risk involved. There always was health risk involved. Now there's career risk. You're saying, I need this to to perform at this level. So with you not on it, do we know who you are? Do we know who you are as a player? We thought we did. We don't know. And Ramon did not have a good year last year. He didn't.
3: So 211 batting average.
0: Yeah. I mean, you're clean. You're not healthy. You didn't stay healthy and you hit 211. And you had an OPS of 663. An OPS plus of under 100. So you were below average. Clean. on a, In a prove it year, really, for you. Now, tough. Obviously, you're away. Can't play with the team. There was a suspension. But, I mean... I, I, it'll, that, that'll that be an interesting story also in spring training. What do you do? You know, there were rumors last year that the Marlins were interested in him. I mean, he's not – he's clearly not going to be your future. And now you're kind of – it's murky. It really – it's a murky story. Who is Ramon Laureano? I don't know. Christian Pache, I remember doing it in the postgame show last year. We're sitting there going, man, the guy's hitting like a buck-oh-eight in June. 108. Well, you know, he just needs to work through it. Oh, yeah, okay. That 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 just needs to work through it. Just gets needs to get you know all those although all the excuse the excuse train. He just needs to get at bats. He just needs to get better. He's just got he's got a. They're working on him with this and they're working on him with that. Oh, he's got a patience and just always. I mean, he literally was swinging at the first pitch just trying to make contact because he didn't want to strike out.
3: But he hits the ball hard.
0: Oh, all the excuses. They ran out. That excuse train finally came to a stop, and everybody went, he can't compete at this level. As of right now, Christian Pache has not proven he can hit at this level, that he can be competitive at this level. If he comes out and struggles in spring, you said it, he's out of options. He's out of options. What are you going to do? You're just going to keep him on the roster? I mean, obviously it's the Matt Olson trade. So, but the A's, the A's are conf- confident in who they are, and if they think a guy, it's time for him to go, they're not going to keep him around just for PR. That's not going to happen. This is a big, this is a big spring training for Christian Pache.
3: He played 17 games in the Dominican League. Um, I think it's still going on. I'm not entirely sure. Um, he played in seventeen games. He had sixty fifty five at bats. What do you think? What do you think his slash line is? Or just give me his batting average. Why
0: would you do that to me? I'm probably gonna say it's like two twenty something.
3: Close two eighteen. He has zero home runs and five runs driven in. Nope. Struck out ten times. Walked seven. So you gotta hit, man. You gotta hit. And Christian
0: Pache still young, but. In this game of he's still young, well, you've got an opportunity as young. And if you haven't hit, how old is he?
3: He'll be 25. Actually, he just turned 24. So he'll be 25 in November of next. I mean, of he, this year.
0: I mean, he's young, but he's he's hitting. He hit a buck 66. He
3: hit a 459. His OPS plus, now remember, hundreds league average, 34. Yeah, it was terrible. The baseball reference does the projections. I, I never really paid attention to it, but I'll just give you – what they say for Pache they say he'll have around 309 at bats, hit 6 home runs, driving 29, hit 197. That doesn't cut it. That 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 doesn't that doesn't that doesn't you don't get better as
0: an organization doing that. I mean, sometimes you just have to realize I obviously yeah, he's a great athlete. He 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 doesn't recognize pitches. That that's a nice way to say it. He just doesn't see it. Yeah. I mean, he just he's not competitive. There's so many swings and misses, he's an easy out and it's just like at some point you're like, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? So this spring training, now hopefully he comes in and he hits and then we got some competition. Competition is a great thing. You want competition. Let's have a bunch of outfielders out there competing for very few spots. Let's see what Ruiz and Capel and Thomas and and Seth Brown and Pache and Ramon Loriano. Let's have a bunch of guys out there and let's see who is able to compete. Cause that's the you know, that's how you get better. You want that early, early competition.
3: Baseball reference says uh we Ray Ruiz will hit 242 and still only four bases. Nah, I don't see I don't I think he's going to have a little more than four. He had 85 in between double and triple A last year. I think he's going to and he, I mean they're saying he's uh only going to attempt six stolen bases. Are you kidding me? So, don't don't read too much into the baseball reference projections, but um there's one guy cuz we both were talking. You, you asked me this yesterday. There's one guy you didn't mention that I that I put on my list. I'm not going to go AJ Puck cuz I can throw him out there every year cuz we don't know if he's going to be a starter or reliever. Did a very nice job as a reliever last year. I think it's Kevin Smith. 11 home runs last year in, in AAA in Vegas. The last month of the – They is it all came him? in one month. Yeah, they all came, hey, but that's he's building off of something. So, let's see what he does this year. I think Kevin Smith – but where's he going to play? you got Jordan Diaz. You signed Jace Peterson. Aletna's Diaz. Galoff's there. Gelof's, yeah, you got got um, – I know I'm forgetting someone that, that's playing on the team. That's Nick Allen. Like So, where's he going to play? Tony Kemp. Tony, so where's – that's the only question for Kevin Smith. He's a third baseman, could maybe can play shortstop, but you have those positions kind of filled right now.
0: Well, competition. Like Kevin Smith
3: can play third
0: and can play shortstop. Can he win the third base job?
3: Because you're running out of people you're, I mean, don't want to say it this way, but you're running out of people you're looking forward to watching from that Matt Chapman trade because Zach Logue's now a Detroit Tiger, I think, or he was DFA'd by Detroit already, but. So he's gone. So you got him and Gunnar Hoagland left, and that's it, right? Am I forgetting anyone? Oh, Kirby Snead, but he didn't have a very good year last year either.
0: Yeah, the 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 has got a, you know, we'll see. And you're still waiting for the young guys to emerge from the Bassett trade with the Met from the Mets. Uh, Adam Aller hasn't really.
3: Yeah, and uh, J.T. Ginn was hurt. So, but you knew he, he was yeah. hurt
0: coming in, so you understood that.
3: So, That's yeah, how-
0: but you know what? All these names—I know we're throwing a lot of names out there, but what it is? It's competition. It's like you have—you come to Oakland knowing that you have an opportunity, that you have an opportunity to get to the big league level. You don't have a ton of guys with long-term contracts that are blocking you, and you've got no shot. You've got a ton of guys. That are going to have opportunity. We used 64 players last year. 64. You come here, have a good spring. It's a competition. So, what should interest you? What should interest you if you're a baseball fan? The competitions that are going to be going on. This is not, hey, let's just go get in shape and get ready for the season. Everybody who is stepping out onto the field has something to prove from day one. I don't think that's a stretch by, by – by I don't think that's a stretch to say. No, I agree that, with you. That, that is – it is a you, – you, everybody, the minute you show up, you're in competition. Everybody. I mean, everybody thinks Nick Allen's been – I mean, if Nick Allen goes out and really, really struggles – Nick Allen has a lot to prove. Everybody has something to prove. Everybody. I think on the pitching side, the 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 one guy that I would I would throw in there, because my three were Diaz, Thomas, Thomas. Who was my third? Uh, is Ruiz. Ruiz. Yeah. My from the pitching standpoint, Ken Waldachuk is the guy that really interest
3: me happy belated birthday his birthday was yesterday
0: he he he's got stuff he's got he's got upside and if you've forgotten just go back to that last game he pitched against Shohei Ohtani everybody's talking about Ohtani Ohtani this Ohtani that and that last game is last game of the season right
3: uh yeah the season vote home run
0: he outpitched Shohei Ohtani that's just a moment it's a moment in your career I was up at, you know, for Shoei Ohtani, it's the end of the year. But he's still trying to show everybody, I should be the Cy Young Award winner. I should be the MVP. I should, you know, he's still trying to, and everything about Ohtani. And Ken Waldachuk went out there and threw a gem. So when I think about, okay, pitchers, young guys, yeah, I like, I, J.P. Sears to me is 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 a tough guy. Um. I'm interested. We're going to have a lot of lefties. But if there's if there's the one guy that I go, "Wow. Scott Emerson, you get him right fundamentally and he just grows as a pro where you learn to do it every 5 days, you learn to manage it, you learn how to get better in between that. You know, one of the big keys for a starting pitcher in major league baseball is your routine. And how do you work on things? And so many times we heard this last year from Cole Irvin about his side sessions. I worked on this, and this helped me for the start. You learn how to do it. You learn how to be a pro. How to take the ball every five days, how to get better in between starts, refine your stuff, work on your weaknesses, and become a tough guy to beat. I think Ken Waldachuk can be that guy. Yankees were high on him. They had no room. Brian Cashman doing Bean and forced a solid. And we really saw it in that last start where you don't think Ken Waldechuk was fired up to be pitching against Shohei Ohtani? I bet he was. And I guarantee you, down to spring training, that will be something we ask him about. Because didn't get to talk to him. Haven't seen him since. What What was that start like? What did that start mean to you? Young pitchers gear up to go against guys who are the best in the game.
3: People forget he went seven scoreless innings, walked one, struck out four, and he threw exactly 100 pitches.
0: You said people forget. You know who didn't forget? You. Me. That sticks with me. Shohei Otani, Angels, and you went out, out outpitched him, and you shoved.
3: He pitched well the game before, too, against Seattle. He went five innings allowed one round and struck at eight.
0: So if you want to get excited about somebody on the mound, I, I'm going to go with Ken Waldachuk as a guy that, knock on wood, stays healthy. He's a guy that I'm – I mean, you start thinking about it. I know I'm going to get good outings from Cole Irvin. I, I got to think this finger thing's going to be fine. Blackburn's going to be fine.
3: Those are, like, the only two guys you know that are going to be, like, you pencil them in the rotation right now. Cab has an injury.
0: No. I cannot count on James Caprillion.
3: You got so you got Cap with an injury, you have JP Sears, Walter Chuck, Kyle Mahler, who the A's got in the, in the Sean Murphy trade. Um, who who else are we forgetting? That Adrian Martinez, Nick Adam Mahler, AJ Puck. AJ Puck potentially if he's if they want to try him out as a starter. So there's a lot of options they could use for the fill out the last three in the rotation. I don't think they'll go six man rotation, but if the cap's not able to start the year, you gotta find three guys behind Irvin and Blackburn—they'll be in your rotation.
0: I, I don't think the young guys are gonna. These young guy, you mentioned Gen earlier. He's, you know, obviously a hurt guy. Too sick,
3: like those guys. Yeah, but they're far away. Hogan Harris could be a guy that. protect protected. you gotta have
0: a rotation with four left-handers in it. Whatever. I mean, who cares? As Eno Saras said, our national baseball columnist, let's see stuff that's unorthodox this year. What, let us let, see baseball played a little bit differently and see how some teams do and the A's could be one of those teams. But I do know this: it's Ken Waldachuk is gonna is the guy for me that I go. Let's just see how he can grow and it t- there could be growing pains. Could be times where it's a struggle, but he's got he's got to me he's got upside. And he could be a guy that you start looking at going, well, you know, pitcher of the future guy that's kind of leading this rotation. It's old Ken Waldichuk at a St. Mary's.
3: Sorry about that. Let him know our computer issue. Disc is full. So I have to pull the audio source from somewhere else. Big deal. You can't wait till after the show to do that? I'm uh, just letting, letting, letting uh, Shout know now. You so just then, can't wait till after yeah. the show. I, well, I looked and saw that it, are, it said that it stopped recording. So, are are, are we
0: are we on on Wednesday? Because we're no, done here.
3: Because we're flying out at eleven something. When month, are we like. on? Thursday, Thursday and Friday will be on. Okay,
0: Thursday and Friday, both at one o'clock. Check back with us, A's cast, and then also on Twitter and YouTube. We'll be back from Fantasy Camp. I'm excited. I've heard so many so many good things about what Fantasy Camp is all about, and the excitement that everybody has that, to, 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 you know, it's, it's, like you're a kid again to put on that big league uniform. You know, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of us haven't played since we were young men and females are playing also. And I've always said, I, I think it's like the greatest Christmas gift. Like all of a sudden you, you like you, you open up a present. What's it? Am I getting a sweatshirt? What am I getting there? Oh my God. It's, I'm going to fantasy camp. So we're gonna we're gonna go down there with our cameras and get video and show you how cool it is and all the the ex big leaguers who are your coaches and instructors. It's gonna be a blast. I've always wanted to go down, and we are gonna be leaving on Wednesday. We'll get up to Oakland, fly out to Arizona, and we'll get to see what everybody has said. It's like it's like it's like a, it's like a dream trip.
3: Can I ask you something real quick? Sure. Will someone take Dallas Braden deep?
0: No. I'll put money on it right now. Dallas Braden. <laughs> no one goes deep on Dallas Braden. I don't want to put any money on it because, uh, as as our, our old friend Bernie Kozar got thrown off the Browns pregame show because he made a bet. Um, but if I had to bet, I say no. I wonder does Dallas does Dallas actually start to throw and get ready because he's probably been throwing all month
3: and because if you don't, man, you're going to be in a world of hurt. It's a good question to ask him.
0: Oh, if you haven't thought, I mean, when's the last time you've thrown a baseball?
3: Me? Yeah. Uh, When's the last time? Last year, because I play catch with my wife's little cousin because he plays baseball. Yeah, so about a year ago.
0: The last time I played catch was probably when I was throwing out the first pitch, which was years
3: ago. Yeah, we're going way back. We're going way back. That's like seven, eight years, nine years ago, ten. I mean, when do we play catch? It's like, we go, it's like it's like when we get down here, we go in your backyard and play catch.
0: Yeah, it's like, and we've never been a fantasy camp. We haven't had to get ready. So we're going to see when we go down there what it's like, and we're going to report back. It's going to be awesome. Uh, while we're in Arizona, will Carlos Correa have a team? Because now, supposedly, the Twins are back in this thing.
3: My original prediction could come true.
0: The Twins are back in this thing.
3: Uh, no. I still don't think it'll be resolved.
0: Does it ever get resolved?
3: Yes. It'll probably be like the Manny Machado, Bryce Harper, will sign you right for spring training.
0: Can you imagine? Just You've had two $300 million contracts taken from you. Your dream. Your dream is, I wonder if it's baseball karma. Yeah, you texted me the other day. I thought that was pretty interesting. A lot of karma, man. Think about Bonds and Clemens and those guys. Yeah, they... they the actual karma for those guys, and even including a Rod, is that they would give it all up to be able to have that plaque in Cooperstown. That's, that's the one thing. Like they can act like it doesn't bother them. They can act like it's not a big deal. They can act, they can say whatever that they, they still got millions of dollars. Their fine their families. The generational wealth is still there. People still kiss their butts. But they're not baseball Hall of Famers. The one thing that they thought that they had when they were racking up all those milestones, and everybody just kept telling them, "Ah, future Hall of Famer Barry Bonds, future Hall of Famer Sammy Sosa, future Hall of Famer Rafael Palmeiro, future Hall of Famer Barry Bonds, all that future Hall of Fame." So Alex Rodriguez, future... near future, nothing. You've got not one of those guys. They're not even like outside looking in. They're not even in the same town. They're so far from getting into the Baseball Hall of Fame. And that's something that was, you're immortalized. You're immortalized for, the, for forever. Whatever forever is, we don't know what forever is. But guys that pass away, your plaque sits there. And people, by the thousands, go every year to the Baseball Hall of Fame, and they see your plaque. You live forever. As John Madden once said, he thinks the bust at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Talk to each
3: other at night. Oh, Madden was on the other day again, too. It's a documentary.
0: it's, it's, It's so significant because you live forever in this Hall of Fame. Well, if you're not in the Hall of Fame, you don't live forever in that Hall of Fame. And that's something that these guys... They've all played it in different ways, but whether you're Bonds, your Clemens, your Sosa, your Palmeiro—I mean, I mean—Mark McGuire finally came clean, so we could get back in the game, but it didn't lead for, to him getting into the Hall of Fame, and he should be. All these guys should be in the Hall of Fame, but they're not. It's baseball karma, right? Same thing—baseball karma for—is uh, it baseball karma for Correa? Got a ring. He's got money already. He's fine with money, but that grand prize that obviously he's motivated by money. As you've seen in interviews, Carlos Correa is motivated by money. And he had it right at his fingertips with the Giants then right at his fingertips with the Mets. Gone.
3: Breaking news on the way out. Not big enough where we need to play the sounder, but our good friend Brett Phillips is now a Los Angeles angel.
0: No, well, he's in division. (laughs) That's good, our
3: buddy. God, he would have been a great A. Maverick Phillips. Oh, yeah. I said that when they DFA'd him last year, when the Rays DFA'd him.
0: Well, you know what? We're going to see him at spring training and just be like, I can't tell you how happy we have you in division. He's one of the best interviews. He's such a character. Uh, if you listen to this program, watch this program. When the Rays are in town, we've always had him on. Super dude. That is, You know what? That is breaking news. That's happy news to end our first show of 2023.
3: Our good friend is now a Halo. Yeah, we get we have to ask him about uh, Macho Man more and if he follows the Ric Flair thing on Instagram. Rally Monkey happy, he's got to be happy. He's got a new friend down there in Anaheim. Good for the the Angels are going to have a lot of uh, a lot of content for the broadcast for sure. I was just in Anaheim. It never
0: rains at Disneyland except the two days I was there.
3: <laughs> never rains in California except for the last two weeks.
0: I mean pouring at disneyland the disappointment and all these little kids in these rain ponchos the rain ponchos were sold out disney's not used to having that they were sold out couldn't even get rain i felt bad for people i felt bad raining at disneyland for me, I'll get over it as an adult, having been so many different times. prefer these kids their first time going, and it's pouring rain. So the princesses aren't out. Are, the characters aren't out. No one's out. It's pouring rain. It's, oh God. Now, for my kids, who are now 17, it was suck it up. The lines are shorter. Let's go.
3: <laughs> yeah, I was in San Diego for New Year's. It, it didn't rain until after we ended our New Year's party, on, and the walk back to our hotel it started pouring, and the wind was like 30 miles an hour. That's, that's the most we got. Then we came home and it rained the whole time, so it's been great.
0: And then flooding all over the Bay Area. When's the next storm? What, what is this, the boom cycle,
3: There's, bomb
0: cycle? What is it, this?
3: Something like that. A cyclone? I don't know. There was some name for it. I saw the stream right down the street from your house. It's, uh getting up there in hythe uh, in, uh, And it's, it's Russian. I mean, it's not like it's a – you know, uh, Whitewater Rapids, but it's it's moving.
0: All right, our boss is on we gotta tie we gotta clean everything up. Our boss is on the way. Yeah, so I saw be here shortly, so. DA will be here. Alrighty, thank you for listening to Ace Cast Live. Remember, we are back. We won't be here Wednesday, but check in on Thursday and Friday from Arizona Fantasy Camp. Trevor May, new A, gonna love him, right? That interview was fantastic, and we gotta thank our national baseball calmness. Eno brought to us by Fieldwork Brewing. Thank you for listening to A's Cast Live. We'll see everybody on Thursday from the Valley of the Sun. The 2022 MLB winter meetings from San Diego are now in the past, and Ace Cast Live was all over it. Well, once again, here from the winter meetings in San Diego. From the signing
3: of Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge is going back to the Bronx. He's agreed to a nine-year deal worth $360 million.
0: And Trey Turner. Trey Turner gets
3: 11 years,
0: $300 million. 11 years to the biggest names in the sport. Chris Russo, the Mad Dog, the great Bob Melvin, great yeah. Sam Fold, right here on A's Cast Live. Tori LaVella, the manager of the Arizona Dimebacks, former Oakland Athletic, former A's Bench Coach. Terry Francona is with us here on A's Cast Live. Billy Owens assistant general manager for the oakland athletics the great sarah langs is with us david forrest the general manager of your oakland athletics ace cast live had you covered at the winter meetings that's going to do it live from the winter meetings i hope everybody enjoyed the coverage we had a great time hopefully you had a great time watching if you missed any of the interviews from the three days go to athletics.com slash cast to listen or youtube.com athletics to watch today